Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan than actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? Howdy, Christopher. I um, have bought spectacles off the internet. <laughs> oh, okay. So if the people who are watching on YouTube um, see that my um, my eyes are a little bit more kind of reflective and glassy uh, than before, I, I cheaped out. <laughs> I, 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 I broke my glasses, uh, and or rather, a baby did. A baby grabbed my glasses, a naughty baby, and uh, oh, broke my glasses. And and then I later walked into a wall, unrelated. And and both <laughs> both situations meant that my glasses broke. And I'm like, you know what? I've got my prescription. I'm just going to cheap out and go to a because um, spe- spectacles are ridiculously expensive if you've ever indulged, Chris. And they are uh, an absolute joke. There is a massive monopoly for like two or three companies. And actually, it might only be one company that basically owns yeah, all of is. the glasses companies in the world. And uh, yeah, I, I went, sod that. I'm going to go and buy some really cheap ones off the internet. So um, I, I don't mind the design, but they were only 50 quid and they're very reflective. I didn't go for the, um, the special coating. You know, the special oh, coating. Hey. So apologies if I'm a bit more reflective coating. than usual. Um, but yeah, everything's, everything's good with me. I am um, going to be taking tomorrow receipt, uh, or rather my father-in-law is going to take receipt because he's got a driveway, um, of, of the car I've been, uh, hey. I've been, I've been, I've been fighting. It uh, went to MOT last Friday and um, it didn't pass. Let's make that very clear. <laughs> it was never going to pass because it's 24 years old now. Um, but I was very surprised at how few things needed to be done, how many a few things needed to be done. Um, it was literally just a couple of windscreen wipers, which you always need in an MOT, and... Um, a seat belt. Uh, I think um, the seat belt um, buckle had disappeared in in inside the uh, inside the chair. Oh so I'll just pull that out when I get receipt of it. Um, just the gas struts in the in the hood, uh, and also um, a, um, a suspension arm. So I've spent most of the week uh, dealing with uh, Amayama dot com and Yoshiparts dot com. <sighs> Uh, trying to find a, official uh, official <laughs> Toyota um, uh, um, arms and bushes for the front of my car, so I'm I'm quite excited, Chris. I, I was very, it's going to get through MRT, I think, and it's going to um, mm. it's going to pass with flying colours, hopefully. Well, I mean, yeah, long. It's been a long time coming. It's it has. felt endless. Yeah. This car, it has. 
narrative has been like six months in the making and you still haven't got <laughs> possession of it or driven it. Most importantly, though, is the Encarta 95 hat you're wearing. He's wearing mm. a hat if you're not mm. watching on YouTube. Mm. Is that the like encyclopedia from Microsoft 95? It Windows is, yes. 95? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I that. thought that was good. For the summer, I thought I'm going to get a, uh, I'm going to get a hat. I'm going to be a hat guy. Um, the problem with uh, having a moustache, let me get mine, and a baseball cap, is that you do resemble someone who should be on some kind of list. I don't have the sort of head that can uh, that can hold a baseball cap. After all, we're British people, Chris, and I think baseball caps um, can be difficult, uh, as the Libertines once sang. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so so we both got. What, what's your baseball cap saying, uh, Chris? I can't really uh, see. I've got like four here. I like this one. Yeah, it says. Uh, to protect by might factors, let things take their course. An act of ravage. <laughs> An act I don't of know ravage. What that is. Right. An act of ravage. We need to. Um, we need to screenshot this and put it out. Just we're just two hat guys. <laughs> we're just two hat guys hanging out. I look like with this mustache as well. I look like I'm in witness protection. <laughs> <laughs> well, this hat now can like kind of conceal my awful weird rash that I seem to have had the other mm. day, as we mentioned in the last episode. Also got this hat here. That says, uh, I, I think this is like my collection of hats. I've got like the 100 yen store, and they've always mm. got like weird, creepy English on. This just says, Don't you think so? Uh, what happened <laughs> afterwards is of no concern to me. Is that right? <laughs> that Why boxer versus wrestler fight is advertised. Splendid. Advertised. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot in there. And that's all been kind oh. of needle pointed. That's a, a machine has gone and, and actually created like a hundred of those. It's incredible. <laughs> I wonder where these hats are made. Yeah. I do want to find out. It'll be a documentary. Really? Yeah. Seeking out Japan's hundred yen hats. <laughs> In a weird sweatshop in Myanmar. I, I uh, said kids to kids have um, to sew weird crappy sentences in. I, t- I turned up with this hat and uh, my partner Sarah, who's about three years older than me, might be four actually, um, mm. and she she won't uh, like me for saying that. Uh, she um, she <laughs> said, "What is in Carter ninety five? I was like, "Sarah." I mean, oh it was God. a moment in time, but I mean, if you remember it, Chris, and you're like eight years, I do. I've got I've got like seven years on you, I think. So yeah, it's it's crazy. That was what we had before Wikipedia, right? In in Carter 95, it was like an encyclopedia, had a cool animation at the start, and then he could look up anything and learn like a small amount of information. Yeah. I mean, it would never never give you... um, I don't think anybody used it for research. I think they just... It was a nice... uh, You would just watch the Maradona goal, the uh, the, 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 the one before... uh, Or was it after the Hand of God goal? Um, I'd watch watch, um, David Bowie singing, I think, Let's Dance... Um, or heroes, I think there's that a clip from there. heroes. Yeah, it was, it was like a thirty-second wow. clip of heroes in the uh, very much in the fair use category of Microsoft, um, and that was it really. <laughs> that's, that's all I really remember from Encarta '95. But I'm, I'm repping the brand, repping the brand. And next, I'll be using um, uh, Mavis Beacon's uh, <laughs> Mavis Beacon's typing tutorials. That'll be my next hat. <laughs> it was a simple time. Mm. There was no Wikipedia, or maybe there was, but it was very simplistic in its early form. We've come a long way. A terrifying yeah. one. we got one here, a question. Sorry, not a question. A story from Megan, who says, Hello, lads. I currently live in Hokkaido, and I have a fun little story from a recent flight in Japan. To set the scene, it was December, and I was on a flight from Sapporo to Tokyo. I'd snagged a window seat when I booked, uh, and as Japan is one of the few countries that boards planes efficiently, I was seated pretty quickly and settled in. Mm. Soon I saw... 
who I'd be sharing the row with, a young mother and her two children. She ushered her, at a guess, four-year-old into the middle seat, and she, with her young baby, perhaps one years old, took the aisle seat. I was trapped. But thinking that Japanese children are generally well-behaved, and I had my headphones in any case, I wasn't too worried about the relatively short flight. I understood enough Japanese to get by, so overheard the child uh, ask his mum why a gaijin was in the window seat when he wanted to be there himself. The mum tried to explain the whole process of airline ticketing to him, but I thought I'd help by telling him that if he wanted to look out the window, he could switch seats when the seatbelt sign was off. When we started cruising... And as promised, I asked if uh, Corkin, his name is Corkin, uh, would like to switch seats with me now. Before I had managed to even unbuckle my seatbelt, Corsan or Corkin had thrown off, uh, had thrown his off, and climbed into my lap to gaze out the window. My God, not what I had in mind. Suddenly, I was stuck with a child on my lap, and he seemed quite comfortable. I looked over to the mum for help, but she seemed preoccupied with the baby, and I suppose she wasn't at all fast. Uh, Corkin sat in my lap quite happily, looking out the window for some time, and then becoming engrossed in his Anpan Man book. Eventually, he returned to his own seat, the plane landed, and the family made their way to wherever they were going. Maybe this is an unusual occurrence, as a few podcasts ago, there was a survey noting that Japanese travellers were stressed sitting near strangers, but this certainly wasn't the case for this young family. Uh, I'm not particularly maternal, so I'm always surprised when kids decide to like me for whatever reason. It might be different for men, but have either of you guys had similar experiences where kids have taken a liking to you and acted in a funny or strange manner? That is so oddly specific. Thanks for the podcast, guys. Always enjoying uh, your your trips and travels around Japan. Megan. To which I say, no, Megan, no kids like me. I'm a monster. But I'm, <laughs> I'm sure Pete Donaldson fares a lot better in that topic. And that He's a nice sort of happy man. Mm. I'm sure you do well with the kids. Yeah, but I've got this moustache, haven't I? <laughs> Parents don't necessarily off. need that in their <laughs> life, do they? Um, I think the first time we recorded a podcast for YouTube, for use on YouTube, uh, I told a story about being in a hotel onsen uh, where a naked child um, was was running around uh, really close to my face, um, unhelpfully. And I and we had to take the story out because uh, you would not let me talk about my, oh, yeah. unfortunate, um, my unfortunate experience uh, with a naked Chinese baby. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, right, that, to around. be fair, not telling that story makes that sound more suspicious. But it had nothing to do with it me does. and very much to do with the parents uh, that, that didn't seem to give a shit about their very loud, annoying naked child running around a nice, a pretty nice <laughs> onsen. Uh, but, yeah, I'm... I I sometimes with babies and children I find it quite hard to figure out what to say. Do you know what I mean? I start oh, to yeah. talk to them like a grown up, like a like a kid. And there's a kid who lives a couple of hours down um, who turned up um, a, a little while ago um, at the door because the, the parents the parents couldn't get back in time. And they went, oh, "Pete, can I can I come in?" And like, and, and he loves me because um, he uh, he. Uh, he knows that I know what WWE is, and there's very few adults in his life who know about wrestling. <laughs> the gateway, and uh, and and gateway I mean, I mean, he effect. he is very. It's it's quite upsetting because he's 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 quite surface level. You know, he's he loves his Roman Reigns, he loves his Cody Rhodes, whereas I don't like those people. 
and, and I like pe- I like people who died in the nineties. <laughs> and and you know, oh, no. I, I've tried talking to him about junkyard dog and ravishing Rick Rude, but he's not interested. The, the lad's not interested, and I understand that. I respect that. Um, but I do sometimes. So he came around the house a few weeks ago, and I went, uh, do, "Do you want to get a cup, cup of tea? Did kids drink tea? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whether kids, kids drink, drink tea. tea. I used to drink tea <laughs> when I used to hang around me nans, but I'm not sure whether kids get to enjoy this sweet kiss of caffeine. Either way, give him a cup of tea, send him, send him on home to his mum and dad, um, who, who should have been home. <laughs> so enjoy that, enjoy that uh, caffeine. <laughs> my lord! I remember when I first moved here, like. On the jet program, you never know where you're going to end up. You don't know what school you're going to get. I, I'm bloody lucky I got a senior high school, mm. 16 to 18 year old kids. I could broadly just about connect with them on some level. Mm. But, but if they were younger than 16, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what's going on. I remember I came to uh, to uh, North Japan on a plane with another teacher. Mm. And he was like this nice guy, but quite tall, quite stern, um, quite shy. And he was like tasked with running a daycare center. And I was like, how does this work? How does this like connection work out? Yeah. And I think he did all right in the end, but like it seemed like a bit of a mismatch. But maybe I just misjudged him. Maybe I was scary. Maybe he just didn't want to talk to me. That is probably the most likely reason <laughs> yeah, that's why we didn't have a good chat on the plane. But uh, yeah, thank God. If I'd ended up with like children, young children, mm. I don't know if I'd have, I, it would have been a broad. Leaving Japan probably after 12 weeks. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> Would have been straight out of there. No thanks. <laughs> but now you might recall, guys, uh, about a week ago, we had a story about Miss Japan 2024. Mm. And we came to a few conclusions. Number one, the Miss Japan beauty pageant is ridiculous and mm. just sorely outdated. Having women come up on stage in a swimsuit, hoarded around like cattle, it should have should have stayed in the 1960s. Alas, it's here People still watch it for some fucking reason. Mm. Uh, but Miss Japan, the winner this year, was a Ukrainian girl, uh, Ukrainian woman, whose parents are both from Ukraine. But she had been born, well, not born here, but she'd been raised here from the age of five and, you know, spent a lot of time in Japan, fluent in the language, thinks like a Japanese person in a lot of ways. A Japanese uh, second name. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, but she kind of... What was her name? Carolina Shino. So, okay, yeah, her surname was Japanese. Uh, but a lot of people weren't happy that someone who wasn't ethnically Japanese uh, won the contest. They thought it was a bit kind of unfair to, mm. you know, Japanese beauty standards. I don't would know. It, would but, it be fair uh, to say, Chris, the sort of people who are really into um, Miss Japan and Miss World are probably quite antiquated in their views anyway. <laughs> oh, I love it. I watch it every week. I watch it all the time. What are you on about? I love it. The regionals. I've never met anyone. I'm watching the regionals. I've never met anyone. I've, I've never met anyone who went, oh, yeah, I'm going to go and watch the Miss XYZ pageant. Yeah. It's not if about the babes. It's about the competition. It's about the spirit of competition, for crying out loud. It's about the broadly, poorly thought out sentences about how good world peace would be. Fritz. Uh, and, and twisting around in a swim. Anyway, regardless... <laughs> She won, and mm. whether you think that's good or not, that's up to you to decide. But then, <laughs> we only recorded this the other day, and brand new, exciting news. Mm. She's given up her crown yeah, uh, because it turns out she had an affair with a married man. And in Japan, having affairs, at least if you're a woman, is really bad. If you're a man, it's kind of accepted, and you can get away with it, and your career's mm. fine. If you're a woman, though, your career's done. It's gone. It's finished. And uh, unfortunately, Miss Japan 
It's, uh, yeah, she's relinquished her crown. Unless in Pete, what's going on? What have I missed there? Do you, I mean, do you ever get it? the do you, do you ever get the feeling, Chris, that when I um when when we do these sort of news stories, every sort of week, we'll do a news story um about about Japan or what's been going on and stuff, and it's generally like reviewing the nineteen fifties, isn't it? It's generally like sort of going, right, this has happened. Um, yeah, hard to. How did Japanophile this one up, to be quite frank? Yes, I mean, uh, last month's Miss Japan winner has relinquished her title, uh, Karen Nishino, uh, after a magazine report reported, because that's what they do, they report reports, um, that she was having an affair with a married man. It is the first time a Miss Japan winner has relinquished their title. Uh, the organiser said the post will be vacant for the year. No second chances for number two, the person who got the silver medal. The Shukan Bunshin um, reported on Wednesday that Shino, 26, was dating a doctor who is married. However, the Miss Japan organiser rebutted the claim on Thursday, saying that he had claimed he was single and that she was unaware that he was married. Uh, the Miss Japan Association believes there's nothing wrong with Carolina Shino, it said on its website, but the association said on Monday... It comes to light that she had dated him in the knowledge that he was married and that she had apologised for lying about it. The association accepted Ms. Shino's offer to step down as Miss Japan. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, just... I think my main takeaway from this is I I do feel bad for Carolina Shino. This isn't her fault. She probably just thought, you know, I'll go and do Miss Japan, innit? Why not? And then she won, then got the backlash, then cheating came out, and that's not so good. Whether or not she realised he had a partner, God knows. But mm. I do feel a bit bad for her. At the same time, I think the competition, if you're going to have a Miss Jan- Japan competition, uh, you know, they should check maybe that you are at least like 50% ethnically Japanese historically. I do think, you know, the, yeah, the, the, it's got to be some degree of ethnicity in some respect, especially with Japan, right, has no multicultural history per mm. se. It's not like Europe where there's lots of different countries all blended together and lots of awful empirical stuff that's led to things happening, multicultural society. Japan hasn't had that, you know. People can trace their ancestry back here hundreds of thousands of years and to sort of negate that seems a bit wrong to some extent, you know. Um, so I get... There has to be some sort of line there. And I, I really think they shouldn't have let someone who has not a single any element of Japanese ethnicity take part um, mm. at this stage anyway. That's my thoughts on it um, because it would have saved a lot of hassle and a lot of like just just horrible pain for everyone involved here. But mm. that's my thoughts on it. As I said, I it's, it's, al- it's almost as if that um, th- th- this competition is... Um... It should have been left behind in the 1970s, and we shouldn't really have to think about it, to be honest. Well, I'm going to apply for it next school. time. Yes. I'm going to apply for it. Please do, Chris. Stupid competition. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely, uh, uh, you know, whether you guys think... She, I don't know if she should have relinquished the crown, the, the crown or not. I think she should have just kept it. Sold mm. it on eBay at best <laughs> for a tenner. But I... Uh, I don't know what vetting is in place for the candidates or anything like that. And I think private life shouldn't necessarily factor into it. I don't know. Mm. But again, like if you are a celebrity or a model or an idol in particular in Japan and you're caught cheating, your career is sort of done like instantly. Even though um, it's quintessentially Japanese, they're worse than the French most times. Everyone's cheating. <laughs> Everyone's having an affair. Re- that makes them more Japanese. Yeah. Surely they should. Surely they should give her another crown. 
It's true. I mean, that is a good point, though. Like, yeah, uh, like affairs are formidably popular here, and mm. uh, you know, I it, there's so many. Like, I I can't remember if there was a statistic that was like people in Japan don't have affairs, or like on the record, the uh, the the number was quite low compared to the West. But off the record, it's very high. Like, it's really common here. Yeah, uh, where marriages are sort of more of a business arrangement that's for public, you know, public-facing purposes, you know, to look good for friends and family. Mm. But behind the scenes, often men and women in relationships and marriages are doing stuff on the side to keep themselves happy. So it is very common. Um, and I, it would be interesting to delve deeper into that, like a video or a documentary. Mm. But it's a very touchy subject, of course. But, um, yeah, a sad episode, really. Overall, I, I feel sorry for the... the uh, Carolina Shino, but all of this stuff, you know, she probably didn't expect all this to happen. Um, and I think the Miss Japan competition, if it continues to exist in any form, it should probably just, I think to take part as a Japanese citizen, you should also have some Japanese heritage as well, personally, to avoid this situation from mm. happening again. Mm. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment, guys, with your stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Wow. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dawson? Fill us in. 
We got a message from Vass from Greece. Hello, Vass from Greece. Um, hello, Feisty Chris and Presumptuous Pete. Whenever I hear the word Vass, uh, the name Vass, I think of Vass from the video game Far Cry. Great game. Um, I think of Voss. Uh, he is. The ridiculously overpriced drinks, the overpriced water bottle. Voss. Oh, yes, 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 I agreed. Um, well, Vass oh. will be visiting Japan for the second time in August. And I'd love to know if you have any recommendations for festivals and fireworks shows. No particular area in mind. No particular place to go. August. Um, have you uh, been to any uh, and any in particular I'd best to uh, avoid I mean around about that time you get a lot in August of like um, oh yeah like beer festivals and stuff in parks uh, things like that beer festivals beer festivals I mean they have Oktoberfest where mm. you can drink delicious German beer at a formidable price point it's like 3,000 yen for a drop mm. it's awful it's a shame because I like yeah. German beer but if you're coming in early August there's fireworks displays in every corner of the country. Uh, the first fireworks display I ever saw, I think, was on August 2nd, 2012 in Sakata. So mm. you can go up there. But, like, yeah, a lot of the countryside, Akita and uh, Niigata, Yamagata, have really big, really epic fireworks festivals at the start of August. And, uh, yeah, I'd say go to, like, Niigata because it's easy to get to by bullet train. And the biggest one, the biggest fireworks festival in Japan is uh, Nagalka, and it just looks like a scene out of a war film. Mm. Like, all the whole explosions from the fireworks were ridiculous, and, uh, yeah, I would love to go and see that one, but that gets my vote. You've never been to one yourself, Pete. No, no, I, I, I always wanted to go to one of those... I want, I want to go to the Penis Festival, let's make that very clear. I, that, of course that's, you do. That's one for the old uh, Instagram. I want to see some penises. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is, actually. Do you know uh, what that is? I no, I but it's it's one of the things. Look it up while people, I read up the next one. People very much kind of get involved with and get very excited about, and you see it on uh, documentaries and things like that. But I, th- I would say that like um, when you are at one of the festivals, I imagine getting yours out not welcome. <laughs> no, I, I think no, they talk a good it, game, Japan, but they don't want to say yours. That's all I'm saying. What's what is messed up about that festival? And I I, I like the idea of like celebrating fertility. That's great, hmm. and uh, you know the. But then they have lollipops. That oh. people suck oh dear. in the shape oh of dear. that. And we've got to be careful how we word it because we want to get demonetized, but you get the idea. Mm. And and I don't know how I feel about that. But <laughs> yeah, I, I like the fact Japan celebrates all these different things. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would like to go and check out some more festivals this year as I've not done a good job in uh, the last few years. We've got one here from David Kent who says, David in Kent rather, that's where I'm from. Well, hey, hello, Chris. And hello, Pete. I've been a fan of you both for several years. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of Japanese language, food and culture. And my question is about tofu, something that no one will get excited about, me included. I've tried tofu a few times in the UK and I was always disappointed as I found it to be kind of like flavourless scrambled eggs. That's quite a good comparison. <laughs> I read a statistic that in Japan people eat tofu at least three times a week. And so I wanted to know, have you found a region or a dish where this stuff is palatable uh, or could stand toe to toe with the many delicious-looking meat dishes. Kind regards, David, from Kent. Uh, tofu, they do like batter it. You can get battered tofu. Mm. Uh, abarage. Like, there's, there's, there is a lot of, like, Chinese restaurants that do more interesting things with tofu, or vegan restaurants as well. Like, I used to go to a, a vegan restaurant in Sendai Station. It was called Tea's Tun Tun. And uh, they had, like, tofu chicken, tofu pork. It was bloody amazing. And then... Mm. It got shut down, and I don't know if it exists anymore, sadly. Alas, 
I tofu's good. Or you just honestly, the only thing you need is uh, some bonito fish flakes mm. to give it a nice fishy taste, and a few drops of soy sauce, and then you get rid of the flavorless problem, right? And then it's kind of nice. It's got a kind of umami flavor to it with a few fish flakes and a bit of soy sauce. So mm. that's the easy way around it. But I like tofu. I'd say I eat it once every week at most, but it is pretty good. Are you a fan, Pete? I like um, different ones where it's... Uh, I, I like the kind of, like, variation, the silky sort of tofu you get with the kind of, like, rice noodles and stuff, and then you've got, like, the stuff that you fry yeah. is really good as well. I, I like it. I like it. I'm a big tofu guy. I've, I've, I, went, I went in there, sort of, you know, hedging my bets a little bit, but then now I'm like, fucking yes, I love tofu. It's delicious. It's the best. You, it grows on you. It does. It does, it does yeah. grow on you. But yeah. But you just put some soy sauce with it, and, and you'll learn to love it, David. Trust mm. me. Trust me. As somebody who only eats salty, meaty, fatty things, mm. even I like tofu. There is hope for you yet. Uh, we got one here from Cole Zimmerman uh, on YouTube. He says, "Dear courteous Chris and polite Pete, as a fellow cheese lover, I deeply enjoy hearing you talk about your passion for cheese and the holy camembert, which I did have yesterday." Did have some deep fried camembert. I wanted to try more cheeses from around the world, uh, not just the ones from my local area in the US. In the past, I've heard you despair at the lack of quality cheese in Japan, but I hope there's at least some decent cheese to be had. I was wondering what cheeses Pete enjoys and what kind of cheese in Japan that you would recommend. All the best, Cole Zimmerman 8000. That's a very retro name. Uh, Pete. Do you like cheese? Of course you do. I hope you do. <laughs> do I like tofu? Do I like cheese? Do I like food? It's great to please. Um, yes, <laughs> I like cheese. I, you know what? You know what? I haven't had for ages. I'm not a big raclette. You know, I see it in like oh, a yeah. European town. You're just carving a big wheel of cheese and sort of like flopping That's pretty it. popular in Japan, actually. You can what, get raclette? that quite easily. Ah. Yeah. Big I love it fans, it's very eh? theatrical. Yeah. It's that theatrical, like the, the theatrical nature of it. They bring over a slab... And they're like, ha-ha, are you ready? And then they, like, you know, chop it off in front of you. And that's quite popular. <laughs> I, uh, my friend bought me some Cathedral City back from the UK. That's the Church nice. of the Cheese. I haven't opened it yet. I'm a bit wary. Is it okay to have it in your suitcase for 15 hours and then is it still edible? I yes, think hopefully. if you're careful about it, yeah. I, I think um, it might be a bit sweaty, but I mean, I mean oh. it's not going to get more. It's not his fucking cheesy, trousers or his pocket. He was in a suitcase. It's not, it's not you bringing cheesy, me like supplies. <laughs> you bringing crap over from the UK in your, in your underpants. Like he, he did put it in a suitcase <laughs> in foil. Well, there was a there was that picture at um, there was that advert at uh, at the airport of. Uh, um, Say don't bring in like meat products and stuff, and and the image they used was yeah. at the bottom of, of of a suitcase underneath all your clothes, big hamburger just in a loose foil wrapper. <laughs> it's like, uh, who's doing that? Who's bringing that hamburger in like that? So maybe that's how it was brought. <laughs> Can you imagine? My God, yeah. I will I will go home now and I will try the cheese and I will let you know how edible it was mm. in the next episode of the Abroad Japan podcast. Keep the questions, stories, comments coming in, guys, to abroadjapanpodcast at gmail.com or leave a comment down below and we'll go look for it and feature mm. it in the podcast. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself some cheese and we'll see you right back here to do it all over again <laughs> on the Abroad Japan podcast. Bye for now. The Penis Peace Festival up. happens on the first Sunday oh. in April in Kawasaki. There you go. Take your cheese with you. Enjoy it. Oh. Rub it on a penis. 
Japan is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 